0: attitudes of mindfulness, and we're going to spotlight, focus in particular, one attitude of mindfulness, um, which I'll call befriending. This builds on quite a few of the themes and quite a lot of the practice that's come before. Beginning to learn to pay attention, but more than that, to really learn to pay attention to the range of our experience. Starting to be playful with our attention and all that this playfulness can reveal in terms of our learning. So for example if we take this idea of our attention being like a flashlight, we can be playful with the flashlight being narrow or being broad. It can be active, i.e. we choose to focus out, or it can be more like a beam that's receptive, receptive to whatever comes into awareness. It can be inner, our inner experience, or it can be outer to sounds or to seeing. This playfulness is kind of endless in a way. You can take it into so many different areas of your life. You can also playful with all of your senses so I'm in this particular place or scenario in my life and I'm going to give primacy to hearing or to seeing or to touching or sensing or maybe all of them moving between them it's a bit like a kind of um, a sense of really here in Oxford in the last uh, few years, there's been this extraordinary um, thing that we have in the autumn of the year, which is a sort of uh, a curated light show. So on all the beautiful buildings in Oxford, the, um, uh, the the Radcam and in the Bodleian Library, there are these extraordinary light shows that people have um, created and they just light up the majesty and the beauty of Oxford. It's quite extraordinary. And We can do this with our own flashlight of our awareness, with our own senses. But attention, mindfulness, is not um, without a certain attitude, a certain frame. Somebody fed back to me the other, other day, they didn't really like the metaphor of a flashlight because they felt it was too cold, it was too stark. But this particular flashlight has got lenses. You can place lenses in front of the flashlight. We can choose to place lenses in front of the flashlight. And the theme of this evening is a flashlight lens of befriending. So I don't know about you, but if a really good friend comes to me and they need my support, they need my help, or just my friendship, most of the time I don't find that too difficult to be a good friend. And when I say good friend, what what do I mean? I mean to be there for them, to have regular contact with them, to be supportive, to be kind, to be patient, to be loyal, to try my best not to judge them even if the choices they're making or the things they're saying I might not agree with. With my good friends, I'd like to think I have their back that I'm affirming. And if I feel like I need to be, I'll be honest. That's a terrible mistake you're making. (laughs) Or I'm not sure about that. Have you thought that through? So here's the thing, if I'm in need, Of those same things? Support, loyalty, having my own back. Can I always do that for myself? I don't know about you, but I can't actually. I sometimes find it quite difficult to access that if I'm feeling a bit down or I'm feeling in need of some support or some jollying along my mind is not necessarily good at always being those things to myself. I have some very good friends but doing those things for myself is not so easy and I think that's true for many people. And what this attitude of mindfulness, this lens on the flashlight is pointing towards, is this idea that we can cultivate, we can train a landscape of our mind where we can be a good friend to ourselves. We wake up feeling a bit grumpy, a bit bleak, something's not going so well. For ourselves. we can be in contact, we can be supportive, we can be kind and patient, we can have our own back, we can be affirming, and it's not unconditional. (laughs) We can also be honest. So how do we do that? Well, mindfulness training has ways of doing that. But before I want to um, go into a practice that cultivates this attitude of befriending, I want to um, read a poem which um, you probably know, but I want to read it once and then I want to read it a second time unpacking it a little bit. It's a translation um, of, uh, into English of a poem by um, Rumi. And as I read it, just see if you can let the words just resonate at a level of just, you know, what's the felt sense of them? What's the felt meaning of them? And then the second time round, we'll unpack it a little bit more. This being human is a guest house. Just feel into the words and the experience of the words. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival. A joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if there are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house, empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honourably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. So I'll just go around the poem a second time and unpack it a bit in terms of this idea of befriending. This idea of our mind being like a guest house has this idea, first of all, of being open both to the good and the bad, the plurality of experience. So it's open to both the joy and the meanness. It's able to be open to the small as well as the large. The small perhaps being a thought in this case, a dark thought. But it can also be something more substantial for somebody with a history of recurrent depression, a depression, the beginnings of depression. So it's positive, it's negative, it's small, it's also large. But here's the thing which is, I think, really interesting about this idea of befriending is it's not just inner work. It's also outer work. We're opening up also with this attitude of mindfulness to small things in our day-to-day life. Someone who inconveniences us, for example. We're in the supermarket and we're social distancing and somebody doesn't appear to be social distancing and they cut right in front of us and they um, are standing too close. In that moment, noticing what happens in the mind and meeting it and potentially that person with friendliness rather than irritation. But also in our outer life, the larger things too, when relationships come to an end. I read some statistic the other day about the number of people who within their family have got estrangements and how painful that can be. So can we then develop and cultivate this attitude for our inner work and our outer work? The final thing I want to say about the poem is an absolutely critical phrase, which builds on the work that we've spoken about in relation to protective mindfulness. It says, invite them in. That's quite a a vague statement. (laughs) That could be You invite them in just briefly and show them straight out through the back door. (laughs) You could, in certain circumstances, actually just put the door on the chain and open a chink and just invite somebody in to that degree. Or it could be inviting somebody in and cooking them a three-course meal and asking them to stay for a period of time. This is this idea of inviting them in is not unconditional, it's not open, it's not open-ended. There is a wisdom within this and there is a protective mindfulness in this and this is what um throughout this series we've said over and over again is trusting your own mind the wisdom of your mind to know is this a guest i'm going to see through the keyhole (laughs) through with the door ajar have in and go out the back door or entertain for a longer period of time and it's a quality of mind that takes time to cultivate and to train. So I want to um, lead straight in from there to a practice. And just before I start the practice, just say a few words about it. It's a practice that is in the service of cultivating a friendly attitude of mind. But I use the word cultivate very deliberately because it is like gardening. Right now in Oxford, it's spring. So the daffodils are just coming through. People are just getting out into their gardens and they're beginning to get things ready for the spring and the summer. But just because they've put the bulbs in or they've done whatever they've done, they don't expect to come back the next morning and find things happening. It takes time. Things will happen in the spring or in the summer and possibly even next year. And the same is true with this practice. This is a cultivation that takes time. So, this is the befriending practice. And let's start the befriending practice with coming into our bodies in a posture where your body guides you to a sense of steadiness, a sense of stability. And as your body guides you to this posture, just breathing into the whole body. And on the out-breath, just having a sense of softening and relaxing the body. Breathing in. And on the out-breath, just having a sense of softening and relaxing the body, and it's okay to make any adjustments that you need to do as you breathe out on that out-breath. And breathing in again, and on the out-breath a sense of softening, opening and allowing the mind, so the mind too has a sense of relaxation, a sense of openness. Really having a sense now of the whole body and the breath in the foreground, the sensations of breathing in the foreground and the sense of the whole body in the background. Sense of steadiness, stability Sense of allowing your breath and the sensations in the body in this moment to be exactly as they are. With your attention on the breath in the foreground, the body in the background, just having any sense of well-being that might be around in the body, any sense of ease that might be experienced through the out-breath. And throughout this practice, Let the breath and the body be the anchor, the place to come back to, the place to anchor. Steadiness and stability. Now some people can find it helpful to place a hand on the belly or the chest maybe above the heart and really sense into the sensations of the hand the heat maybe contact the warmth as a way of anchoring and being in connection with the breath or the heartbeat in the body If that's helpful to you, just placing a hand on the belly or the chest. And if it's not, that's fine too. So everything I'm about to suggest is invitational. What I mean is if it resonates for you, that's fine. If it doesn't, then just um, go along with whatever works for you. So what I'd like to ask you to do now with this sense of anchored in the breath and the foreground, the body and the background, bring to mind someone with whom you have an easy, positive, largely uncomplicated relationship. When you think of this person, you mostly have a sense of generosity in the relationship, either from you to them or them to you or both. And you mostly have a sense of warm feelings. And it might not be somebody who's in your life just now, it might be somebody who was a teacher or a mentor, might even be a cat or a dog. And really bring this person or this animal to mind and have a sense of them in your mind's eye. Maybe you can sharpen up the image a bit. And as you do this, just see what's happening in the body, what's happening in the mind. Is there any sensations or experience in the body? As you bring this person to mind or this animal to mind, Whatever you find, just allowing it to be there. Resting alongside. Whatever feelings, sensations come up. Like the guest house. The poem, The Guest House. Having a sense of inviting them in. And with this person in mind, I'm going to say some phrases. I'm just listening into the phrases, maybe repeating them under your own breath. May this person be safe and protected. Just staying in contact with the sense of this person and the experience in the body. May this person be open and courageous. May this person live with kindness and with care. So just holding this person in mind with whom you have a generally positive, generous, warm relationship. May she or he be safe and protected, open and courageous. they live with kindness and with care. Just staying in contact with the anchor of the breath and the body and just seeing what's around in the body and the mind. And then when you're ready we're going to let this person drop to the edge of awareness. I'd like to invite you to bring someone else to awareness. And this is someone in your life who is having some small struggle or difficulty, nothing major, nothing unmanageable, just some small struggle or difficulty. And you have a sense of being touched by their struggle, their difficulty, some problem or issue, that they're dealing with and you feel touched by it. Bring this person to mind. Just sharpen the image. Have a sense of them in your mind's eye. And again, see what happens in the body and the mind now as you do that, as you bring this person to mind. So inevitably, the mind will be distracted. It will go off in other directions when it does that. Meeting that too, with friendliness, with patience, with care. So with this person in mind, again, I'll just say the same phrases and just see if they can resonate with you. And if it feels appropriate, just repeating them under your own breath. May this person be safe and protected. May this person be open and courageous. May they live with kindness and with care. Holding them in mind, having a sense of contact with the breath and the body. May this person be safe and protected. open and courageous. May they live with kindness and with care. Just before we let this person fade to the edge of awareness, just reconnecting with the body, the breath, just seeing what's there, allowing it to be there, nothing to change, nothing to fix in this moment, nothing to expect to happen in this moment, just allowing whatever's there to be there. And now bringing yourself into the center of awareness. Your breath, your body, your experience in this moment. May I be safe and protected. May I be open and courageous. May I live with kindness and with care. Just allow your experience to be exactly as it is, nothing to fix, nothing to change, no way you're trying to get to. This breath, this body, this moment, may I be safe and protected. May I be open and courageous. May I live with kindness and with care. this breath this body and just in the final phase of the practice just open out now to all the people in your life perhaps the people immediately in your life the people more distally in your life and the people who you have a really very loose connection with people you maybe just say hello to in different contexts, the people who deliver parcels, for example. Again, just touching into the breath and the body as you bring all these people to mind. May they be safe and protected. May they be open and courageous, may they live with kindness and with care. Just in the final moments of this practice, just come back to the breath, anchor of the breath, this in breath, this out breath, and sense of the whole body. The myriad sensations and experiences through the different parts of the body in this moment. So just as we bring this practice to a close, just see if you can form an intention to keep this kind of cultivation work, this gardening work alive throughout your day. So this is not just a formal practice. It's a practice that then can be threaded throughout your day. The small inner moments, the moments of a thought crossing our mind the larger moments, our interactions, small interactions with people in our lives and in the world, and maybe some of the bigger challenges that we encounter in our lives too. Thank you.